Wilson Hall presents Forgotten Futures with John Hancock as the GM. Experience have we got? That's the crucial bit. I want to know. I thought you'd done uh, five, five points, which isn't really enough to do. Nowhere nearly enough. I mean, okay. I'm, well, let me put it this way: my my experience point total now is on minus one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to be right, well, a special case with with another five, I can learn to drive. <laughs> well, let's get on with it then, and I'll uh, run over there. Oh, sorry. Hope everyone's all right. Right, shall we get on with it? <laughs> so, uh, you're okay with, with the setup and uh, where we're... Yeah, there's some time as passed. So, it's now 1906. Some time has passed, and it's now... There is some retro fitting going on. Oh, I had the uh, strangest yes. dream. <laughs> uh, we'd run out of Edwardian era, and I think it's... No, you, you genuinely were naked. So, um, okay. So, things that have happened. You've got a secretary... Um, female secretary. We, we were assuming that that uh, Emmeline would insist. Uh, she's very well paid. She's paid. That's well, more than any of us are. We're on profit share. I had written a name down for her, but I now, of course, can't actually. Find I can it. only picture Janine saying, think, picking think, up or dropping off. I think she was called Sarah Ballard. Um, I could have sworn you said Millicent, but... Uh, Sarah oh, Ballard? Ballard? Secretary? I'm pretty certain that was Ballard. Ah, no, sorry, Kitty. Kitty Ballard is her name. Kitty Ballard. Yep. Let's hope there's no crash. Oh, hang on, that's not Ballard, is it? No, that's Stevenson. Um, we'll try again with an actual Ballard. Rain? Um, Dark Rain? Crash was Ballard. Uh, Snow no, Crash was Snow crash wasn't no. No, no. There we go, crash. Um I I hope Lord She's well that... paid, so she won't be up for a high rise soon. Something like that, you know. That'll do. Okay, good. But we will enjoy our empire oh, forget it. <laughs> uh, the drowned world? I have no idea. I, I'm sorry <laughs> to say we're, we're we're ten years too late for the first motor accident fatality in the United Kingdom. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. What? Otherwise, uh, we're we're also missing Doctor Crowther, who I'm sure would have been there at the <laughs> wheel. <laughs> it's your lucky day. Not only have you been run over, I happen to be a doctor. <laughs> he also invented the profession of ambulance chaser. <laughs> Much easier in those days. Yes, by well, driving yeah, the ambulance on foot. <laughs> you can just catch up with them. Really. Tell the guy <laughs> with the flag to slow down. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so things are going reasonably well. You've got the office sort of tidied up. You've got a little bit of a library you're bringing together. Um, you're getting some books and <clears throat> pieces. You've had a lot of uh, inquiries. There was a bit of publicity. Things have been going all right. If not really had much in the way of actual hauntings, hauntings, ad natural, that kind of stuff. 
but you know you've you've reunited people with cats that had somehow slipped behind them wainscoting and that kind of thing we're paying the bills are we growing as a business i guess we are with this um we have stuff a little bit yes and at this stage you have been able to get a car it's um it's a 1903 car so it's got a chain drive so it's not what you call up to date even by 1906 standards when people have moved away from highly lethal chains driving around is that Um, like a very high-powered bicycle then is that how they work well it's like two High-powered bicycle, bicycle straps together. together. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh-huh. Um, and and less reliable. You've got to remember that this is very much a sort of a really high vehicle. It's one of those things you climb up to look like it's got chairs sort of, sort of stuck on top of a, a carriage almost. Brilliant. Um, so it's, you know, it's all right. It, you can afford it. And um, so things are generally can Kitty drive? going okay. Uh, as far as I know, none of you can drive. And we're but, kind of hoping the kitty can. Of course she can't. You're not going to be driven around by your secretary. That's absurd. Why? Right. Given her any driving skill. <laughs> um, no, it gets you, gets you out of a tight spot too easily. Um, which one of you would like to attempt to do the driving? Um... <laughs> can any of us actually drive? I no, remember... no, that's okay. If you're going to try it, you've got no <coughs> problems, basically... If you steadily go through the checklist, get the car up and started and running, get in and drive away, you'll be just as good as most people are at the moment. Okay. If you're going to try something like high-speed pursuits, it's going to get a bit hairy. We'll be just as good as most people are at it. What is the defining characteristic of driving? Is it body? I would have thought body. So perhaps I should be the driver. Um, Actually, well, or... You haven't got the highest body, I don't think, have you? Are you comparing Emmeline's body against yours? No. I'm comparing Emmeline's and Benjamin's bodies. On the ground. So it's, actually, it's actually the average of body and mind. I haven't seen any pair. Could you... I think he's hidden them around the house. <laughs> Are you talking to the dog? The stop motion oh, dog. Oh right, right. No, I wasn't referring to that. Yeah, average body and mind, which in my case is four. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean essentially if you have to do anything, it's more get it. difficult. It'll be more difficult. It'll be faster to speak. You know else. where it is. You're not muted, Nick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just uh, discussing poos. We've lost the poo to the naughty elf. <laughs> Should we carry on? Where, where on earth uh, would you ever get some more from? <laughs> no, well, just squeeze another elf, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, uh, average body and mind. Is this, a, is, this a, is this a little bit like Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo? Uh, it is. He's going to do a poo in a mug tonight. <laughs> Why am I saying these things? Um, uh, mine would be four in that case. That's all of us then. In fact, that's all of us. Yeah, so you're all pretty much. <clears throat> so we're all as so, good as each other. You know, any of you can be having a having a crack at it, really. Then we can all get it wrong together. Fact, you are in fact out and about at the moment, just getting the lay of the land and uh, getting used to changing gear. 
Well, I think I would probably. The bulb on the horn. I'd probably insist to be trying first, um, because it would be highly unusual to see a woman driving a car, and I would take great pleasure in that. And you probably paid for it. Well, it's you know, it's paid yeah. for out of the business account. Um, you're not exactly swimming in cash, but you are paying off um, the bills and uh, some of the debts you've incurred. So you are actually out in your uh, your little uh, your flitter, your your charabang. Well, it's not really a charabang, is it? Small. I'm just going to keep these points. Um, we can spend them during the game, can't we, as I recall? You can. You, you can spend okay. them to uh, to boost rolls and things if you want okay. to. Okay. A bit of a waste, isn't it? But... It, it is, because I, I don't give out a lot of... Uh, oh, sorry, minor heart attack, because the bill just unlocked. Um, hello? Taser arrived! <laughs> that's, that's, that's my Tesco Direct. Um, yes, so... Everything seems to be going fairly smoothly. It's uh, moderately comfortable. Oh, it's, yeah, it's got very nice white tyres and um, certainly looks the part. You can mm-hmm. pay some young urchin to polish it. Uh, you are brought to a, a bit of a, a standstill before you manage to get back to the office, though, because um, they. What about the single petrol? No, no, no. You're fine for that. Um, the road is being dug up, and they seem to have extended a trench pretty much all the way across the road, and they are stopping traffic in both directions, which at the moment is you. Um, because <laughs> is this on the way back to... This is heading back to the office. Moody and Greys. Uh, to Moody and Greys, yes, indeed. So there's, uh, there's several workmen, and you also notice um, a, a civilian, if I can say, who is... Uh, is it a man a with a um, he hasn't got a clipboard. He's, he seems to have a, an arm in his hands at the moment. And he's a man you recognise. Uh, you've probably spoken to him a few times. It's Silas Merriweather, who is from the local historical society. And he's talking to one of the workmen, and they're, they're having a slightly heated discussion. And he's got what basically looks like an arm off a statue that he's holding. And is he waving it in a threatening manner? No, he's not using it as a sort of an extension of his own arm. <laughs> He's, he's not ended an argument with a prosthetic arm to give him some extra reach. He's not come armed. Um, uh, no, he's not armed. Well, he is armed. He's, he's over-armed, in fact. Uh, there's another guy leaning on his uh, shovel and just taking the opportunity to have a fag. And then there are two more workmen uh, a bit further away, sort of down to the shins in, in a bit of a hole, reaching in and picking out what look like bits of um, broken up statue and sort of taking them out and putting them in a bit of a pile. From the and hole in the ground? From the uh, the hole they've dug to in the road. repairs. Yeah, and they're sort of um, oh. they've dug this trench across sort of to see how far it goes, it looks like, but it's it's blocking the road at the moment. So one fellow's just standing there, I've had a fag and leaning on the shovel while they get on with it. Yep. Silas, what was his name, of the historical society? Silas Merriweather. Silas Merriweather. And we know him. <clears throat> and we know him. Yeah. I say, gentlemen, Mr. Merriweather looks very well armed. Ah, right, sorry, I can hear you again now. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure, so we, we know him, George. In character. Yeah. So we know him. Uh, you know him vaguely from around town. I mean, you, you're getting to be reasonable, then. You know the shopkeepers. You know, some people are very um, 
dubious about what you do. Uh, you're not helped by the fact that you're following on the business from Moody and Gray. And, um, but we're still going to some Something happened that people don't, if anyone knows about it, they don't seem to be prepared to talk about it. Um, you're still getting quite a lot of, of, of sort of long distance surveillance from the church across the way. Uh-huh. As you do. Weren't um, things a little better with the church? A little. Uh, yes, they haven't come across since then, but um, they're clearly keeping you, keeping tabs on you. Uh, you haven't actually seen the Reverend for a, for a week or two, but there's a, a new guy there, um, ginger-haired fellow, looks a bit younger. He seems to be taking over the watch. Cool. Uh, but anyway, at the moment, you're just sitting there with the engine idling. I um, shall, I shall so climb, climb would, down. <laughs> would um, we know him as Silas or as Mr. Merriweather? Oh, Mr. Merriweather. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think he'd be sort of great friends, but because That's of the favorite, sorts of things... Yeah. That, we, we, we haven't because saved each other's lives yet, you, so... No, because of the sorts of things that you investigate and so on, you would probably have consulted with the local historical society, at least on some level. And a historical society, is that, um, what, like an amateur museum? Forgive uh, pretty me much, yes. Ignorance. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he sort of uh, does presentations at the school. He's mostly an enthusiast. If he stopped doing it... It would probably just not happen. It's one of those things that um, it relies on mm. the one key person. A- Eighty but, years down the line, eighty years down the line, somebody will look at their archives and think they did what to make a better display? <laughs> <laughs> yes, bleach and a toothbrush. <laughs> I, sh- I shall uh, climb climb down from the car and stroll over to. I say, Merryweather. Got something oh. interesting? Oh. Uh, yes, indeed, oh, Mr. Drake. Um, I'm sorry. I just uh, this is uh, Mr. Matthews here. He's just in charge of these fellows. Um, they're doing some repair work on the road. It was uh, cracks and uh, looked like there'd been a bit of a bit of uh, movement <coughs> around. So they were just coming to repair it, and uh, it seems we have a bit of an archaeological find. But um, what, what um, is that, Roman? Well, no, no. My opinion is it's much more recent. I mean, have a look at that. It's not, uh, it's not in the Roman style at all. It doesn't look old enough either. I, uh, I have. As, me, as I a... think they're modern, but uh... I, I, I am. I, ha- I am a scholar of history. Interestingly enough, I'll have a look. But, but you're in the car. I'm parking the car by bringing it to a halt <laughs> in the road, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pop out of the car. So I say. That statue, I will follow the procedure, so I will, ten minutes later, <laughs> turn the car off, I'll pop over. Okay. Uh, so the workman, uh, you know, nods, and um, Merriweather uh, greets you. Ah, all out for a, a bit mm. of a jaunt, eh? Yes, we're exploring uh, the new car, jolly good. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yeah, I, I, that one around. Um, I think I know who you bought it from. Uh, yes, we're just looking at this. Uh, there seems to be a buried cache of broken bits and pieces of statue, but it, it's. I think it's pretty worthless. I mean, it's all it's all broken up, and I'm sure it's modern. Well, it must be um, modern. It's been in, under that right. Do you mind if I have a look? No, by all means. But as you can see, it's there's no sort of ingrained dirt or anything around the uh, the broken uh, edges. It's. It's not in any sort of Roman style, I wouldn't have thought. And it, is it, is it weathered at all? No, not at all. How old's the road? The road? 
or when was the when was the last time this road was dug up? Uh, well, in terms of actually having anything resembling tarmac, about six mm -hmm. months. And how um, deep down there, is this? Uh, there aren't many tarmac roads around here at all. It's very new. And no, that's why it's lovely to I have one. Even, with a... I don't even know if it's tarmac yet. I think it might just be a, a compressed. Well, a, a, a lot of the gravel. tarmac was laid when the safety bicycle came in. Right. Uh, so in that case, uh, yes, and, and the cyclists got very hacked off that these car things were coming along and taking over the roads that had been built for them. Well, well, us for us, I will have you know because we we use the road by right. Yes, mm -hmm. the right. car has to pay a tax to uh, to use the road. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, I'll just uh, <coughs> so hopefully road tax hasn't bit, come in yet. But high up on my hobby horse, I, I was um, not in fact cycling in 1906. That's the use of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a brotherhood. Um, <laughs> how, how deep down is the statue? Is it deep enough down to have been buried any length of time? About a foot. A foot. So how far. They haven't dug any further, so we don't know. Oh, so uh, is it life-size? Yep. And what is it of, as far as we can see? Well, well this, arm, arm. this arm appears to be a, a lady's arm, you would say. Um, there's part of the hand there, but the fingers are broken off. But it's it, quite slim, quite delicate. So you would think probably, looking at the size, it's it's a woman. And what is... The... There are other bits. There's, there's, there's a, no, a nose over there. and uh, What's it made of? What stone is it? Knees. knees. Yeah, there's a broken knee. And you know, just, just bits of. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, is it porcelain um, or cement? It's almost or... like a almost alabaster. It's an, uh, it's very smooth, very white, a milky sort of stone. It's unusual. Is yeah. it painted um, at all, or any? Has no, it's, ever... it is completely white. There's no evidence on the bits that you've got in front of you. Sorry, the scientist has heard the word the word unusual, and basically is there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, it's the question of whether he would he would know it was unusual um, for stone for, for sculptures. Uh, if you actually have a look at it, you can make a science roll if you like. Uh, I want to have a poke and a play if you don't mind. Yeah. And then you can make a science roll. <laughs> well, perhaps you should, uh, you know, stay back where you are. Yes, uh, right, oh no, I've just rolled. I've just rolled eleven. I've got a science <laughs> of nine. I I thought you were going to say you'd rolled 12, which would be fantastic. Well, let me have a look. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, these fragments here and there, uh, and yes, uh, one, sorry, one's in your turnips. Um, uh, no, with, no, the, no, with, an 11, with an 11, no. you can say categorically that this is stone. It looks very it's... much like a statue. Okay, so it's stone. Well, can I say it's stone rather than cement or oh, yes. porcelain or something like that? So, oh, yeah, it's definitely not. It, it looks like it's been, you know, carved oh. like a statue. It, it, if you were to just see it and you didn't know anything else about it and you, you didn't sort of check to see whether it was weathered or anything like that, you would think, oh, that's kind of a Greek or Roman statue. It looks that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just nosy. In fact, could yeah. I actually pick up a small piece like the nose? Yeah, there's there's a pile of stuff they've been putting out now. So um, yeah, there's a, there is put a in my pocket. And when I, we get back, when we get back to then, the office, I might. But, um, uh, Mero, there's going to be a little bit concerned if you're going to do <laughs> just walking off with it. Uh, actually, sorry, I was trying to um, piece together to see if we get the complete uh, statues. So maybe I could be, be a, a bit more useful in terms of dating them more. Oh, okay, yeah. Out where they've come from. 
I mean, my first thought was those rather elaborate shop mannequins, but that's obviously uh, ridiculous. Under, do you think it's more than one figure, do you, Merriweather? Oh, de- definitely. Definitely. Uh, this leg over here is, I mean, unless the person was deformed, which is a strange thing to make a statue of, um, it seems much smaller, so I'm sure it's from a, a different figure. And what then there are several pieces clothing? of hair that look um, all nude as far as I can tell. Or nude, okay. So no clues there as to the start, okay. Because Um, I have a nasty, suspicious mind, I'd like to take a look at one of the larger bits of limb, and particularly the broken end. Yep. Is there anything unusual about the broken end, like internal structure? It's the same sort of structure all the way through, completely kind of clean piece of of stone, whatever kind of stuff it is. Um, The unusual thing is how clean it is. The bits of dirt that you can sort of brush off, that's all there is. Nothing's really been ingrained over much time. So you would say, with your experience in debunking and various things, nobody's even attempted to make this look old. It's just been buried for weeks, months, no way of knowing. Really. How did how did the road get damaged, Merriweather? Do you know? Oh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll just ask. Um, one of the guys comes over and says, oh, oh well... Um, we were just told that there was a bit of a problem with uh, some cracks appearing, but uh, I don't know if you if you ask me, somebody's tried to patch it here. As if yeah. it's not right. Okay. Are there any other patches anywhere nearby? I'll just have a look. Does any is it obvious, hmm. or um, can you see it? I'll ask the the uh, the workman. Well, I haven't been told about any others, and so they've just turned up here where the problem is. And you know, workman like. Uh, no, you can't see anything else that looks like a. I mean, the rest of it's actually in pretty good nick because it's, it's mostly horse and foot and bicycle traffic. Um, there certainly aren't really any heavy wagons on this stretch. Why would someone come and bury multiple statues very recently? Like yeah, within well, a year, yeah. we're thinking, aren't we? Yeah, you see, mm. that's, that's why I'm so confused because it just doesn't seem likely that that would happen. Um, it's almost as if we've sort of lost some layers of of earth and then the road's been put down on top of a freshly fallen find of, you know, antiquity. But it, um, it just can't, it doesn't add up. Well, well um, the, the Romans did, they were, it doesn't look Roman in style, though, but they were quite realistic with their, we're in emulsion, aren't we? Uh, sorry, I thought you said we're in an emulsion. Um, you are indeed in Molsham, yeah. Well, Chelmsford was a Roman uh, outpost, wasn't it? Was Molsham? Uh, probably there was something around here, but there's not a lot of evidence, if any. They, they might not have actually had it as a, a permanent base. Um, but yes, I mean, the reason he was called in was because the um, the workmen just assumed, oh, it's, you know, we've dug it up, it must be Roman. But right, but he's, he's not coming. He's no, he's not a Roman expert. He's not. Uh, he's not a classical. He's not a trained archaeologist or anything. He's a local historian. But um, you know, he's he's not an idiot. Um, he's while he's no real expert, uh, he he knows his limitations. And um, as far as he's concerned, it, it just doesn't look like the kind of classical statues you'd expect. Mm. There's no sign of a base actually. They, they, he doesn't know what they were mounted on. 
Right. Course, well, I mean, we haven't finished digging it up, but I'll, look, I'll tell you what, we're, we're holding you up here. I'll see if these chaps can put down a couple of boards. No, 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 I'm sure we can go another way. Uh, no, the um, boards would be would be very kind. It's um, quite a way around if you're going to go back out. You have to sort of loop around the town from where you are. Um, yes, they, uh, they put some wooden boards down and you can uh, go and attempt to start the car without breaking your arm, if you like. I'll do my best. Or one of the gentlemen can uh, start cranking uh, I'm sorry. W- wouldn't dream of taking Emily's prerogative to do hard physical labour. No. Exactly. Um, Thank you. I'm just gen- as capable. No, you are. Not more so. It would be safer to have someone behind the wheel when someone else is starting the car. Ah, right. Um, uh, because Benjamin. this is the period of time when honest, handles tend to kill people, break limbs, or they get run over by their own vehicle as soon as they start. Benjamin, do the honours, would you? Right, I'll get up behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so I will point right there. rank right. the handle. Uh, yes, it takes a couple of uh, a couple of cranks, but <laughs> luckily you have a few. Um, but you get it started. It doesn't run too badly. This one, it's it's, you know, it's not going to break any speed records, but it beats walking. I'll shift over and let Emily drive. Thank you, Benjamin. Of course, learning to drive on this car doesn't necessarily mean you can easily drive any other car because there is no standard arrangement of <laughs> pedals, levers, <laughs> controls, other than the actual wheel, which has pretty much replaced the tiller by this stage. Just about, yeah. yeah. Worse, you, you may still see one or two around. There's no <sighs> standard cassette tape format. Even worse. No, right. no, that is terrible, and the cylinders do tend to skip on these, uh, these roads. <laughs> <laughs> which is all they have. Um, well, all very interesting, gentlemen, but uh, let's see if we can find a paying commission, shall we? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I wonder well, if one of what Merriweather's budget is like. He does occasionally. Uh, he does get work. I mean, he's not. That's not his full time job, but he does occasionally get work related to the um, historical society. Sends well, a lot of articles off, uh, but he does stuff with uh, you know, museums or uh, publishers. Hmm. There's been quite a rise in people doing um, photographs uh, of the sort of the countryside and that sort of stuff in history. Uh, so, you know, he occasionally finds uh, good places to take pics of. Uh, but you get back to the office. Um, there's no one parked outside, uh, or indeed anywhere along this stretch at all. So it's quite easy to, to pull to a halt. If you can yank on the huge handle by the door, strongly enough to stop the car from moving. I'll do my best. Yes, all in all, you think this car's going to work out all right. Um, there is actually a, a man just at the door um, who's obviously someone who's just knocked and has been waiting. Ah, hello. Good afternoon. Are you after the proprietors? I'm Emmeline Green, one of the directors of Moody and Grey. When it turns around, you uh, you do in fact know who this is. Oh. Uh, this is Mr. Balcom. And the screen is turned off on my bench and everything. This is Mr. Balcom. He's there with a, a little... Uh, Parcel wrapped in brown paper under his arm. Oh, Miss Green, how are you? Is it Drake? That's no. Green. Mm. Uh, smashing new motor you've got there. It is, isn't it? I'm rather taken with it myself. Uh, yes, uh, obviously. Up to was... 60 in under an hour. Really? Well, Didn't no, it can't make it. Any hills big enough, to... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yes, I've got that book you uh, you ordered um, on Cornish witchcraft. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah, sorry it's taken a while to to get it round. Yeah, to be honest, I've been having a bit of trouble with the delivery lines. I'm having to do it myself now. <laughs> My age. Um, but two I'm of them sorry have gone to hear that. So uh, I haven't even come in for the last pay. Mm. Um, um, what do we owe you for that? Or, or did we pay you already? I believe. Uh, oh yes, yes. Don't, you know, don't, don't worry. That's he, he's not going to sort of take the money off you door to door. That would be terribly unseemly. We'll just send the letter you, um, out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you're at the stage now where you, you know you're regularly getting hold of newspapers and uh, books and bits and pieces. We, we've paid and, off Moody uh, and Gray's back bills. <clears throat> most of them, yes, yes. Uh, some of them are off, are fairly untraceable and a bit concerning. Um. But maybe they can't trace you, so that might be all right. Uh, wonderful. Thank you, Mr. Belkin. That's much appreciated. Uh, speedy service as always. So, so what's, what's wrong with the lads? They're just abandoning you? Yes. Yes, just completely disappeared. I haven't seen them since the, uh, since the other day. I'm sending the books around. Need a touch of discipline, uh, that's what they need. <laughs> oh, I would say so if I could find them. I'm going to go and have a word with the parents, but... Um... Well, yes, Mr. Belcom, it's, it's like Rupert, Rupert and Donald, I think you've seen him before. If you see him around, send him my way. If you will hire young gentlemen, <coughs> have you considered <coughs> the, the benefits of getting a young ladies to do your work? I think you'll find them much more committed um, and uh, likely uh, uh, more morally sound. And if well, nothing well, else, I, they look far better. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm quite happy. Thank you, Professor. I've, I've been a, a woman to carry a bag of books around or... or I think you'll find they're quite as capable and less flighty than your young men, but I shall leave that up to you. Yeah, and then, then again, we use a bike a lot of the time. It's not like you can have a woman riding one of them, is it? <coughs> Good day, Mr. Welcome. It's been lovely. Petty goats everywhere. Goats everywhere. Petticoats. Oh, petticoats. Petticoats. Well, I, I believe rational dress has quite a few adherents other, other than Emmeline. I, yeah, indeed, indeed. Lunatics in every walk of life, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I don't think I find it with the young girls so much. Well, it's very much your loss, Mr. Welcome. But uh, we must be on our way. Thank you very much for the book. Um, I much appreciate Is this, is it yet like a library service or have we bought it? To, is, we're developing a library, is that the idea? Uh, your school's of developing a library. It's to do with ongoing cases or things that link into stuff you, you think might pay off. So at the moment, you've just been getting a few volumes here and there. Um, the thing is, even with library loans and, and that sort of stuff, it's very hard to get the sort of books that you want. But most of the um, of the books, if you get something that's actually about haunting and folklore and all that, they tend to be a bit vague. The only uh, sort of flip side to that is the, the new wave of... Uh, spiritualism and all that kind of stuff that's starting but it's it's not approaching its peak yet so you're, you're in there in the early days um actually mr Malcolm, i did have a few new requests i will uh, avail them around to you as soon as i can i don't have them on me but uh oh well that would be that'd be grand i must admit business is uh taking a bit of a hit what with that new place opening up i mean he's not a, a book specialist but of course it is it is all this uh, this occult as they say so oh really uh, uh, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be on my way then. Uh, I'll 
I'll be sure to come around for those uh, for those orders. Well, well, certainly. Just make sure you, you keep them for me, eh? Now you've pointed us in the direction of the competition. Okay? And, and as I say, if you see Rupert or Donald, just just let them know I'm looking for them. Of course, of course, we will keep our eye. We know, presumably, we know Rupert and or Donald. Yeah, they've delivered books too before. It was a sort of oh, what happened to Rupert when Donald came round? <laughs> oh, so I didn't turn up for work. So Mr. Barkham asked me to to do it. See, I've told you. I've told you both. But, uh, okay, well, let's go up and see if there's any uh, new information. Um, I'm going to flip through my witchcraft book, uh, our yeah, witchcraft uh, Kitty book. Kitty isn't there uh, today. It's her day off, which is why Mr. Malcolm is waiting outside. She gets okay. a day off. Well, you can only afford to, to, afford to have room for some days. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's sort of a part time secretary at this stage, but you are you are hoping <coughs> who knows, you may even franchise. Let's not get anyone. Uh, yes, you, you do know vaguely um that there was a new shop in town that people were getting a little, little bit het up about because there was talk about it being weird, somebody from out of town was opening up, but nobody really knew what it was. So it sounds like that was this um this occult um well, he obviously sells some books because Balcom's upset about the competition. Well, we should probably go and have a look. It might be certainly relevant to us, so we probably want to go and have a look. Or if anyone fancies, I'm sure we can find out where it is. Yeah, it's just on the high street. You know, you know where the... You presume that's the shop that's opened up, because it's not like there's a massive turnover of businesses in this town. Uh, having said that, the uh, the shop that was downstairs from you is vacant now after they... Um, they claimed they were haunted, and then they thought you were all a bit disreputable, and uh, they moved out. So well, maybe. Still, hopefully we can for a while. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. At the moment, it's a bit out of your price range. Well, I'm going to pop in and do a bit of paperwork and accounting. Okay. Anything but I propose we... things they need to sort out? Well, catch up on correspondence and so on, but apart from that... I think we're wait, waiting for. Check I your man- email. I didn't, ma- I didn't manage to um, get a piece of that um, statue, did I? Uh, he, no, he'd rather you, unless you were going to actually try, which will take a role to pinch someone out. Be noticed. Um, I was. Oh, I was he, actually. He would rather that you. I was actually thinking. Stage. I'm actually. I, I was thinking. I could have a go at doing it, or I could ask somebody who I know could do it. Do it for me. Do it. Benjamin. Hmm. Is that a kneecap in your pocket? Yes, This is a little bit ret- 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 retcon, but um, could you have picked up, um, I don't know, a tip of a finger or something? I don't need a massive amount. I would be happy I to... want to do a bit of uh, chemical... Uh, That's what you said about that mouse blood. Try for something small. Good Lord, wherever did you hide that, Benjamin? I knew the job was right up your alley, but I had no idea. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, make a roll against uh, a six is okay. the uh, defending characteristic. So, what score are you using? I was thinking stealth or thief. Uh, a thief is going to be more. That it. seems fair enough. So, I'm looking for that, and I will roll a six, which is what I need. Uh, yeah. So you're fine, and yes, you did manage to, um, as it happened, having seen. Just, just barely. Interest, you decided, yeah, 
you know, what you, you took advantage of, of him being reprimanded over trying to pinch somebody's nose because he's not an uncle, so he's not allowed to do that. Um, mm-hmm. to pick something up sort of for later. So, what you've got, um, is in fact a thumb. Cool. Hope he didn't keep it what I think he did. Thumbs up, Benjamin. I was in the army, you know, not the navy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you get your thumb out. Um, so, um, well, I want to then uh, do a... Uh, um, Sniff test? Uh, no, for the love <laughs> of God, no. Uh, I want to do a little uh, chemical analysis on it, please. <laughs> Good God, where do you think he's hidden it? Okay, yes. Um, so this is going to be science. Mm. What are you attempting to find? Or um, what sort of thing are you trying to rule out, perhaps? I am going to uh, consult some of my reference books on geology. And yep. I am going to try and work out what sort of stone this is. Okay. Um, if you could uh, use your... You've got science, haven't you? Yes, I have. It's science. I have science coming um, out of the gazoo. Yeah, you're only wrong. It's a, a defence of five. What was your science... Is nine. I thought it was quite high. So as long as you don't roll the twelve, nine. You said it now. Yeah. yeah so I've rolled ten. That's why I have to say it. <laughs> we all know it encourages the dice to rebel. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. I mean, you're not an expert, of course, but who is in this crazy world? Um, it's probably. Marble or alabaster of some sort. That seems to be the way the grain looks, and hmm. it's pretty even. Um, in fact, it is actually very even. You, you do notice that. It's only a small sample. But thinking back to the army you're looking at and so on, the whole, th- there were no sort of um, flaws in the rock or, or sort of veins running through it. It was. Um, you know, the sort of thing that you think, if you were a sculptor, you'd probably really want to get a piece like that. Yeah. I suppose I suppose it could be some sort of cast stone, but it looks awfully like actual good quality marble to be that. No, well, I mean, I've just done a bit of a test and, yeah, no, this is actually... Yeah, there's, no, know, this... there's no binding agent in there. No. Um, well, it's not going to be really anything I could do. I mean, can I, I'd just go over it with a magnifying glass. Is there any... Um, your thing about the dirt or anything is, is... yeah it's as I say you, you can clean it up very easily and the dirt is just is it, is it, it looks like local soil and is it know, that it will clean up maybe. because it's so because it's so smooth so in other words no, the dirt's it's, not sticking to a degree I mean obviously if it was rougher uh, then it would discolor it more but it's it's been kind of lightly buried, really. It, it doesn't look like it's been sitting in heavily weathered soil. Or... Is Almost it worth a... checking in with any local artists? Because surely, if they've been commissioned oh, yeah. to carve a huge block of alabaster, that would Almost be quite memorable. Almost a shallow grave. It's well, yes. also a very unusual sort of thing. It, the, the nail, for instance, is very carefully carved, but it's a sort of it's very realistic. It's it's chipped. It's not beautiful in any way. You know, it looks just like somebody's thumb. I'm going to see. Um, it, it, are there any just local a, artists that we a, know of? Or? Out of um, 
out of just cu- mad curiosity, does it look like, oh, I don't know, like it's been chewed, for example? Where were you hiding like the... it there, Mr. Drake? Um... No, 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 no. I'm thinking... I'm, I'm sorry, I get nail. nervous. No, I'm looking oh, at the nail. You're thinking... It's the, 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 the they've carved it, carved it as if it's the thumbnail of somebody who chews their nails. Is that what you mean? Yes. Not it's been chewed since it was yes. carved. No, no, no. That's what <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I suppose yeah. It's or maybe a workman or it's um, it's a bit ragged, you know. I mean, insofar as it can be, because obviously it's it's a statue rather than rather than being made of um, nail. So it's a different, you know, it couldn't be that yeah. fine, but um, yeah, it, it's quite clearly, you know, a workman or something, as somebody who's who doesn't look after their hands the way you'd expect, say, the the fingers of the lady. You know, you got the arm. If you'd been able to see one of those fingers, maybe they would have been uh, rather more manicured. Not mm. the sort of person who typically gets a statue made of them. But... <coughs> <coughs> Well, some people. This is why I suggest we look in at local artists. There's that. What's that shop called on the high street? Alabaster. I barely knew her. We could check in there. I think you're confusing it with Alabaster and the Forty Thieves. The um, (laughs) The local takeaway. He mostly does bathtubs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we have any contacts in the artistic community, any. I don't know if you get many sculptures for hire. Any... I mean, they're really on. <laughs> <laughs> freelance, just to buy sculptures in the back. <laughs> Actually, I, I, oh. th- I think we might add, add to our list any, any local undertaker. Presumably, there is at least one. Um, uh, there's an undertaker. There, there who, are who might get done artists. for. Yeah, yeah but, but they will presumably know who they commission for grave monuments and things like that. Because this that's looks like idea. that sort of. That's a good way of finding out. Yeah, you're hmm. far more likely to find a monumental mason nearby, <coughs> um, rather than you don't know of a sculptor who does that sort of stuff. I mean, there are a few okay. people who dabble in a bit of. You know, Not locally, anyway. Uh, but most of them are, are amateurs. Um, Where would you get a large of quantity of alabaster from? Is there any way of tracing? Dig, dig, dig it up, usually. Off the top of your head, you're very unlikely to know, but it wouldn't be that difficult to work it out. You could contact a, um, you know, an art college, for example, or a museum That's, or something like that. I mean, that. this is very recent, so yeah, it's, it's probably the sale has been within the or last year. Or Mason of Gravestones. Or, yeah. as you say... Yes. So let's contact, um, yeah, a, a, a grave digger, see where they would get sourced their alabaster from, and then telephone those if they have a telephone. Otherwise, perhaps write them a letter. They'll go around well, if they're close. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to waste too much time on this. You got a car now. You can you can go almost as fast as if you walked. Well, it might be on the way to that new shop. I'd be interested. Um, the shop's actually just around the corner, effectively. It's on the high street, and you're just sort of... We don't off the high street. Emmeline, we don't need to drive. Well, perhaps the practice would do us all good, you know, the fresh air. Emmeline, it will take longer to start the car than it would to walk around the corner. <clears throat> I like your idea that you get fresh air if you drive, but not anymore. <laughs> well, yes, well, you you're, you're, you're above all the exhaust fumes. <laughs> you certainly get colder, so surely that equates to fresh air. 
All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, well, I I'd like to go around and see this new shop. There may be something interesting there. Um, mm. I, d- I don't is want there, to spend is, too is much time a, investigating. Is there a stonemason, like for an undertaker or anything, in in on the high street or? Not on the high street. Uh, you know, there's one on the uh, pretty much the edge of town. Aha. Uh-huh. A, a bit more space. Um, but yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. To the Mobile. Would you like me to drive you there? <laughs> no, let's all go around to the shop first. Oh, well, we could drive to the shop and then on to these, don't we? We could, and then then when we cause trouble at the shop, we have a quick getaway. Well, you say. <laughs> see, see again, leaving the car at the scene of the crime. <laughs> because right. it takes us too long to actually get it started. Let's see what Mr. Ballam's competition is like. All right. Um, it's moderately busy on the high street. The, um, <coughs> the displays are all out with uh, the other buttons. have got meat hanging around the front and there's uh, displays of tins and veg and stuff at the grocers and the greengrocers. More hardware hanging outside the ironmongers than you mm-hmm. can uh, you know, shake a skillet at. What sort of time of year is uh, it? Uh, it's late spring, I think. Right. Well, it's actually been pretty good to say um, one of the reasons you decided to go out for a drive, because, of course, you have a roof on your car. Not even a fold-up one. You can get them with roofs, but they're quite a lot you more can. expensive. And probably a little more modern. Um, I'm completely one... distracted by Roger planting his beard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you carry on. It was strangely um, hypnotic. <laughs> it's quite easy to find the place, firstly because you've got a pretty shrewd idea where it's going to be anyway, because you know which the empty shop was. Uh, but there's also uh, three or four women outside. Um, you, you can see they're having a sort of fairly heated and obviously disapproving discussion. Looking in the window, um, there's only three or four there because their hats are so big that there's no room for anyone else. <laughs> I, of course, would not be seen in public hat. without a hat, um, despite oh, my no, proclivities. No, a very large hat, very large hat pins, and probably a scarf tied with on. I wish we lived in an era where it was frowned upon not to wear a hat outside. Mm. That's one of the, I agree. One of the many failings of modern well, society. All, all we can do is our best. I, uh, I wear a hat when I can. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing then? What's, you know, what are you doing? Um, I will walk up to, to the. To, to I, would, I mean, for the uh, for the hat wearers. What, do you what am I doing? Well, I worry yeah. because I'm uh, rapidly receding my hairline. I worry that it's some way deceptive for me to wear a hat because someone may think mistake me for a fully hirsute gentleman, and then I take my hat off and cause momentary disappointment. So. I'm afraid for that reason, I find a hat uh, somewhat distasteful. No, oh, you see, no, I voted the sexiest man on television, and he's bald. Uh, yeah, also considerably sexier than I am. I wouldn't take him out of bed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Nick thinks you're talking about him. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid if it's between you and Patrick Stewart as he is now... It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Can um, we... So, yes, we... you are outside a, a shop that is quite clearly dressed up to look rather grand and mysterious. Uh, it's called Gentry's Emporium of the Occult. Oh, I like it. Interesting. What? So what's on the outside? Does it look like tat or does it look genuine? 
Well, <coughs> it's tap. As Come on. Uh, Mr. Drake will tell you, there's a fine wine indeed. Is it tat or genuine? <laughs> well, he always put the tat in the um, window anyway. Yeah, they've got... Does it look promising? Um, the place has been painted uh, a very glossy black and we've got the gold lettering on the window and... Uh, Not looking promising. Well, it looks, um, it looks like he's put some money into it and there's a, a bit of a display with... Uh, crystal ball, various books that are sort of opened, uh, some candles, there's uh, like a phrenology bust and um, a skull is catching people's eye. That seems to be what they're mostly disapproving of, but it's in very bad taste to have an actual skull sitting there in the window of a shop. Well, they've all got skulls. No one's complaining about them. Well, uh, behind the display, there's a sort of um, like a curtain backdrop, and you can just see over that into the shop. Um, it's a bit of a, a mishmash. There are quite a lot of books, but it's not mainly a bookshop particularly. Uh, you can see several glass display cases of different sizes. Um, the very large one, actually, next to what looks like the counter. Lots of ornate bottles uh, behind the counter. Well, let's uh, let's go in. Shall we have a look, gentlemen? Um, hmm. uh. Passing, com- <laughs> co- passing comment on the way in. Yes, that's perfectly right. It's the skull of a foreigner. <laughs> Surely that's worse. Bringing foreigners into this town. <laughs> you can tell by the reduced cranial <laughs> capacity. Uh, so, all right. So you're, you're pro-women, but you're anti-foreigner. Is that the stance you're taking? <laughs> uh, of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm a British woman, after all. Um, yeah, right, I'll march yeah. into the shop. I took care of that back at the. Uh, back and at the inside, shop. it's very quiet. It's quite plush. There's uh, a rather good carpet, actually. And uh, the just off to one side and behind the um, counter, which is a lovely deep wood with brass fittings, uh, heavy curtains which sweep aside, and uh, a gentleman steps forward. He's very smartly dressed, actually. A little, little flash of deep colour on his uh, sort of ascot. And he's got a very fancy-looking uh, waistcoat underneath his jacket. Ah, Mr Gentry, I presume. Indeed. Good morning to you, madam. Uh, welcome to Gentry's Emporium of the Occult. I am indeed Tobias Gentry. Are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, just browsing. Thank you, Mr. Gentry. I am Emmeline Green. These are my associates, Professor Joan and uh, Benjamin Drake. Ah, how do you do, gentlemen? You may have heard of us. That's right. The investigators are currently of Moody and Gray. Currently of Moody and Gray? As far as I know, unless we've sacked ourselves. <laughs> um, do you have any interesting um, items you'd like to draw mm-hmm. our attention to? He waves his hand broadly and smiles. Um, I mean, now you're in there, it's it's one of those places you could probably, if you've got any interest in it, you could get completely lost in there. There is a, a well, square glass display case sitting at one end of the, uh, the counter <coughs> that has a sort of uh, waxy hand, it's almost uh, candle-like. Oh, a hand of glory. And next, it's, ah, you... Uh, you know you're a cult. Well, sort of have to in my job. Well, I suppose nobody really does. 
Um, but then at the opposite end of the counter, almost in line with the door, you can't help but notice there's one of those fortune-telling booth things with the sort of mechanical figure in there that you put a penny in and it oh. animates and then gives you a little... So the, there's a bit of the theatrical as well as, as the old book. Hey, it worked for so, big. The alleged hand of glory. Spirit, uh, spiritualism bit, supplies. Wink, wink, man of the world. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Reaches under the counter. Um, yeah. Right. I'm the special so. meat. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> had a new batch in. Never eat the merchandise myself. Oh, <laughs> it's a fact that they called him Hillary Briss. And it's all identified meat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yes, we, we do indeed supply to uh, a variety of uh, psychics, mediums. Muse with the other side, investigators into the abnatural. Uh, well, I um, I just like uh, uh, obviously to broach this uh, the subject of business, but we are a business. I was wondering if we could potentially negotiate some sort of discount if we uh, buy buy in bulk. <laughs> well, it's going to depend. We'll have two dozen hands of glory. <laughs> I, I, I think it would have to be more on a per item basis, really, since everything we have is is so unique. It's very difficult to give a blanket discount. I'm sure we could come to a, a, an agreement. John is John is walking around with with more than a slight amount of guilty pleasure. Um, he's just enjoying the fact that um, he actually suddenly knows more about these things than he did a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, and you would also know. I mean, some of the books there. There are some uh, things you recognise as genuinely old science books. Um, very much, you know, natural philosophy, yeah. not specialist science. But the, there's some old stuff. You're talking a couple of centuries back. Um, some of these items are going to be quite valuable. Some are not. Um, there are all sorts of odd little things. There's um, there's a, a, a a book that supposedly means that it's got all sorts of spells for various occasions, and if you carry it, apparently you, you are proof against drowning, as long as it's on your person. Uh, it's, a, it's in German, but um, he has translations available. Yeah, There's copies of various esoteric books, um, all sorts of powders and potions and things. Uh, he has a container that uh, has genuine ectoplasm remnants in it. Um, <laughs> mm, genuine cheesecloth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are, we have had some associations with Mr. Ballum. Perhaps you've heard of him. Balcom. And he has... Oh, Balcom. Mr. Balcom. Balcom. Uh, yes, uh, yes I, I know him. He's. Um, I, I, I think he's perhaps a, a little upset when he realised that uh, part of my business is in books, but I, I don't think we overlap very much. He seems a much more common bookseller. Well, we have often uh, found uh, Mr. Balcom's services in, in locating obscure books very useful. I wonder if perhaps you may have a similar skill if we are looking for obscure objects at all? Almost certainly far beyond Mr. Buckingham's I see. My, my connections extend around the world, particularly uh, across continental Europe. Fascinating. Uh, then we may... Uh, uh, items from the Far East as well. 
Oh. The exotic Far East. Oh, indeed. He turns around and uh, picks up a small uh, casket. Uh, this, for example, and put it across the desk towards you, it's small ebony rod, um, probably octagonal in section, carved with what you think are probably Chinese characters. You've been over there, and you can't really read the language, and it could be Japanese, but it's probably Chinese characters looking at the overall style. And this, for example, is one of uh, only four keys from a secret society, and they pay a pretty penny to get this back, I can tell you. Absolutely genuine. Puts it back on the shelf. I see. I notice you've attracted a certain amount of the wrong sort of attention, but uh, I suppose any publicity and all that. Uh, wrong sort of attention? Oh, those those ladies outside, I don't suppose they're going to be coming in and buying anything anytime soon? Oh, well, window shopping is right. I'd much rather somebody was uh, standing and looking interested in the place. Uh, ah, to come um. in. How is business, Mr Gentry? It's been very good. We, we're obviously not a greengrocer's. We don't get uh, customers coming in all the time. And uh, I deal with a, a number of requests from uh, institutions and items uh, delivered to the post. So not everything is done in the store, but I thought it was about time I had somewhere where people can actually come in and have a look at this and get to know more about it. So that it's not just seen as, as either theatrical or some sort of witchcraft or devilry. Oh, I see you've taken appropriate uh, le- legal uh, protection in, in case of such accusations. I, 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 know, it, I, I, know, I know what year it is, but uh, well, the laws are still on the books and so on. You say you know what year it is, I could wreck on you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Uh, but party like it's 1899. I, uh, I hardly... Feel that any any judge would be willing to sit on a case of uh, accusing a, a high street businessman of, uh, of witchcraft. Laughed off the bench. I don't know. I read of a recent case in Truro. Um, happens all the time down there. I must say. Ah well, yeah, if you're talking abroad, then things are indeed different. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's a delight to meet you, uh, uh, Mister Gentry. Is it just you here, or do you have any? Staff members, any delivery boys, anything like that? Oh, no, I wouldn't really trust items like this to a delivery boy. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, usually uh, either I take things around, uh, do them myself after uh, after I've closed up the shop, or people just collect from from here. We've only been open three days. Of course. Of course. Hmm. But all very promising. Certainly anything you uh, you think of that you may need, I'm confident that I'll be able to get it at a very reasonable rate. Uh, that's very good news, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gentry. I'll just have a quick look around. There's nothing made of alabaster, no statues in here, just while There I'm are in. quite a few small statues of various materials. Um, lots of sort of brass and bronze, uh, some that are quite clearly marble or something similar. Uh, but they're all small. There are no other life-size. The closest thing to a, a life-size statue is the top half of the woman that's in the uh, fortune telling booth and we presume it's a woman there's a veil over her face but um with a with a sort of um crystal ball wax. and that but, the, and but you know hands. these things they, they don't yeah they, they don't actually have anything down below so it's not really <laughs> a um unless unless it's got perfectly sculpted legs that somebody's broken off and buried in the road i suppose that might 
So. Um, I must say, I'm, I'm slightly surprised to see such a fairground attraction in your in your shop, Mister Gentry. Ah, the Oracle. Oh, such thing. Well, rather sinister myself. Uh, sadly, not working. Unfortunately, uh, there is ah. in fact a small out of order sign in front, but it's, it's here for the display mostly. Um, but yes, put in a penny and it'll tell your fortune. It's a bit of fun, I think. But it's um, I thought it might help to uh, let people sort of feel a little bit at ease, you know, to see that there's a there's an amusing side to it. I mean, I know there's a skull in the window, but if you come in and <laughs> grim, then uh, you'd immediately turn tail and flee, wouldn't you? Uh, that's true. Um, uh, conversely, Mister Gentry, if there, if you come across any interest in investigations, I, I would hope you would point them in our direction. Or if indeed you have some item that you wish investigated, or any story attached to it, we are at your service. At very competitive rate. Most, most kind. I'm certain we'll be seeing more of each other. Um, is there anything that has caught um, Professor Jones's eye? Probably quite a lot. Uh, is there any particular area of interest? I'm just really just after I've, I've, at the moment because I'm not. I'm, we, we've kind of had a poke and a play with this with these statues. Not really sure what the hell's going on with them. Not really. Don't, out of game. I have a sneaking suspicion, but uh, I don't think John would. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I mean, certainly from the sort of science side of things, there's a lot of old scientific equipment and books and bits and pieces like that, where it's that borderline between real science <coughs> and nonsense and witchcraft, you know, that sort of, is he a sorcerer or an alchemist or, or is he actually an early scientist? So there are, there are bits and pieces like that, which are bound to be of interest to you, but... Mm. More, you know, you're not, you're probably not going to really fight to get them because, from an actual scientific point of view, today they are, no. of course, all discredited, really. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, you know, with my starting the uh, my, my uh, down my uh, mis- down the mystical path, is there anything? Yeah, there's there's nothing in the sort of the real scientific crossover like the Karnaki electric pentacle, that sort of side of it. Yeah, but virtually everything else has some connection to folklore and, uh, yeah. and mysteries. There are a few Far Eastern things, you're not sure what they are, but you get the feeling they're perhaps to do with funerary rites, or um, uh, you know, if, you, if you ask a few things, he's got things like seals from a mausoleum that are supposedly uh, there to hold in uh, spirits from the underworld. Shouldn't they be on the mausoleum? They perhaps should be on the mausoleum. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> Um, the, the important thing to remember is that the mausoleum without a seal on it is somewhere else. It's not in England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. oh, there's quite a big, big body of water, and they're not really keen on water. And, and the people there—they've probably got more things to worry about than who's taking the seal off. <laughs> Very much a mercy for them if they get murdered by a vengeful ghost. <laughs> well, it, well, indeed, indeed. I mean, that's what colonialism is all about, isn't it? Isn't it? Go over and, and really, the, the lessons they learn—they're for their own good. The main lesson being: don't ever allow those white bastards into the country. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, interesting, gentlemen, but um, it's not paying the bills. No, no, no. I'm going to head back to the shop. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, I think well, make, make, make sure he yeah. has our card anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes. Certainly. Likewise, he hands over one of his, which are uh, rather nice. Actually, a bit unusual. I mean, they're, they're on black card for a start. 
Um, <laughs> and they're, they're you know a, a little bit overdone, perhaps making it sound halfway between a serious business and uh, something you really shouldn't get tangled up in. But you you know you're very familiar with the theatre of the whole thing. It's part part of what gets people in spending the money. The local youth are going to be all over this place. Yes. Oh, the, the proto goths. Yeah, they're, yes. they'll they'll leave the house in their straw boaters and blazers, and when mum isn't looking, they'll change into black and. <laughs> Black straw boater and a black striped laser. Um, Artistic young man. A potentially useful contact, I think. Um, Though, quite uh, how much his heart is in it, I'm not sure, but still, interesting place. Seems pleasant. He's got a box that's got a heart in it somewhere. Still beat. Back at the the office, there is a um, youngish woman, probably. Probably in the thirties, maybe early thirties, uh, who is in the process of pasting a bill on the shop window downstairs. I'll just uh, put what's the bill say. It is a missing person, just, um, about uh, somebody called Gray. 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 Donald Gray missing. What was our Gray that he went missing called? As in Moody and Gray. Wasn't Donald. Wasn't Donald. Co- coincidentally, Donald is the name of one of the missing boys. Who mm. and Donald's, we're told. What was the other one? Neville. Rupert. Same thing. One of those <laughs> names. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if he's Rupert, he could join the army. Oh, of course. Um, and, and does she look distressed? Mm, she doesn't look happy. Um, excuse me, uh, if I may be presumptuous, Mrs. Gray? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, you've read um, the... You, you've read the... Um, the leaflet, haven't you? I have. Would this be uh, Donald who worked for Mr. Balcom, by any chance? He had just started doing some, some work. You know him through the deliveries, do you? We, we know him through the deliveries. We met him only once or twice, but I'm most distressed to hear he has gone missing, though we assumed it was merely... Um, uh, he's actually disappeared as well as just left his job. Oh yes, he went out to uh, to work. We assumed he was there, and then mid morning, um, uh, Mr. Balcom's wife came round and was asking uh, where Donald was. They were they got a pile of things. They're expecting him to be uh, be sending out. Hmm. Have you contacted the police? I haven't seen him since. Yes, they take the details, but they don't show much interest. Um, If I may be so bold, my associates and I have had some success in tracking down missing items and people from time to time. Um, We'd be delighted to offer offer you our services at very competitive rates. I can't believe you. She might look a little shocked at that. I've got bills to pay, love. It's (laughs) all right for you. And, you, and you've downgraded it from the sucker, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd do anything what to, you to think find that? him, but I, I, can't, I can't afford to engage private police. Well, you may be surprised. I mean, we do work um, pro rata if we find him quick. You know? Oh, no, no. I'm sure, I'm sure we can. Uh, we don't need to uh, go, go into such tawdry details at this point. Hmm. I mean, you say that, but I've got the debit coming around next week. So. 
I was, I was just thinking when we can instead say, yes, we found him, what will you pay to get him back? <laughs> <laughs> I see. And how much for all of him? <laughs> what, you, what you see here is a box used in an escapologist act. Your son is locked inside and only I know how to undo it. <laughs> Um, well, uh, just he's consider got it. Of air left. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I just thought I'd mention it. I serious. Um, I mean, I, I can't afford a retainer or anything. Oh no! She, don't don't r- worry. R- no, we don't of course, we would be delighted to help you search. Uh, I did have Mister mm. Maxwell uh, run off some prints from uh, photographs he'd taken. They're about uh, uh, well, late last year, so they're fairly recent. Um, I cough in Emmeline's ear. Bit of a ear. school photo type of thing. Yeah, I cough in Emmeline's ear. <clears throat> Free publicity if we find them. I don't work for the exposure. I've told you about <laughs> 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 It's not what you did at uni. <laughs> I think you must be confusing me with a different Emmeline. Um well, uh, I, I, if, if you have time, uh, Mrs. Gray, we, you could come upstairs and, and give us a bit more information, or we could start looking in the case for you. I mean, if we can well, yes. just point you in the right direction, that may help. But obviously, we're distressed um, on your behalf and, and Donald's, and, and our colleague, Mr. Balcom, is obviously most distressed. And, and the, this sort of thing, of course, is an affront to social order. It's not... Don't well, social order I'm sure he's... he's... Probably just well. So are you, but never mind. Run away into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. Um, he's perhaps gone off camping or something, but I don't know what would have upset him. Mister Balcom swears there was, <coughs> there was nothing he, uh, he did, and they didn't oh, see we, 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 We've done business with Mister Balcom for some years, and never, never see anything to uh, suggest he's anything less than a generous employer. Why he gives his lads twenty minutes for lunch sometimes. When he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, does, did, do you know if Donald knew... I, I suppose we can talk to Mr. Welcome about it. Do you know if Donald knew Rupert at all? Oh, they knew each other, yes. Same school, of course. And, uh, same year. I mean, they were both 12. 12. And is, how, how long has Donald been missing? Uh, it's three days now. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. So you said. Um, um, and is it? has he ever... Run off uh, before? Flights of uh, fancy? No, honestly, this is the first time anything like this has happened and been no trouble at home. We're a happy house. Uh, does he have any brothers or sisters? No, there's just him. We don't have anyone else. Oh. And, We've course, taken her up to the room at this point. We're not de- yeah, really yeah. going to <coughs> make, make some tea. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm making the tea on the grounds. I'm not very good at this. I've, not I mean, very good at the tea either. When, you, when you're making the tea, it involves a lot of test tubes and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, retorts. And you, and you must catch the middle fraction, not the first, not the last. <laughs> <laughs> and you've um, got to get three concordant results, of course, with your tea. You do have a, uh, a reasonably decent photograph of him now to work with you. That's him in his school uniform, but... Um... <coughs> he had worked for Mr. Balcom for very long, had he? Am I right in thinking? I know Mr. Balcom can fill in the details, but... but no, had... no, I mean, a few weeks, but... Um, and he'd, uh, he'd started because Rupert had gone missing, hadn't he? 
No, they've been sort of working, <coughs> alternating really, but then he was kind of dr- dr- pulled in uh, over the past, well, past week, I suppose. It was it was only five or six days ago that, uh, that Rupert went uh, missing. And did Donald ever say anything about Rupert? Did he have any idea what might have happened? Didn't know. One day he just wasn't at school. Hmm. Has this happened? Has there been any other children that have gone missing from his school? Oh, no. Not that I'm aware of. And it's a small town, I'm sure I would have heard. Uh, What's the name of the school? Sorry, we may want to uh, inquire there. It's Molsham School. Molsham School. Okay. Um, uh, Could you give us... uh, your address if we have any further questions. Uh, yes, she's happy to do that. Uh, it's not far out from where you are. Ah, short drive. Um, obviously, um, <laughs> if we uh, if we learn anything, we'll contact you immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but feel free to, to come and ask us if we've made any progress. I understand what a distressing time this must be. Uh, there, there, there is just one small formality. Uh, have you a farthing on you, madam? A farthing? Or other small coin? Uh, well, uh, yes. I have a halfpenny. Halfpenny will do. In which case, we, 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 we can uh, officially become your employees. Oh, I see. And, and make, make uh, inquiries uh, on your behalf. Indeed. Mm. Uh, right, well, um, yes. They are a very reasonable rate, I must say. Uh, really, it's bits payment on the basis of results. Well, but, hang on. But, no, but, but, but this does mean that uh, in the event of any unusual circumstances, um, we are in, you know, de facto employees. Of uh, a, a, a contract requires a consideration on both sides. We are sort of authorised to uh, to act on her behalf in terms of pursuing this information. Uh, mm. Yes, yes, well, I, I, you, I, I should have should have thought of that, but of course you're you're the professionals, and you're quite right. It's uh, it's quite a relief to know that somebody who really knows what they're doing is is. Have you hired someone from the next? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you might have told us you'd hired other investigators as well. Um, uh, thank you very much, uh, Miss, Mrs. Gray. Um, it's, uh, but, uh, obviously, Mr. Gray is quite distressed about the whole situation, is he? In all honesty, he doesn't know. He works away. Ah, okay. Did they have a good relationship? Oh, yes. Yes, I Tom was absolutely thrilled whenever his father came home. Okay. And, and his father is what, a military man, is he? Or? Uh, connected to the military, but not actually a military man himself. But he uh, he does work on, um, well, I don't know how much I can say, really, but um, various logistical things, I believe. I see. Uh, I see. Um, and, Thanks, uh, profiteer. When, when, was the, <laughs> when was the last oh, time? Oh, man who works away and doesn't tell his wife what he does. <laughs> When was the last time he was home? Um, ten days ago, I think it was. Uh, so a week before Donald disappeared. And he works yeah, right. in the uh, abroad, does he? 
Oh, well, no, he's in Scotland at the moment. Oh, good lord. When, when would you be expecting him next? Next week. Okay. So we'll try and work to that deadline. Yes, yeah, an uh, unfortunate turn of phrase. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> he might not be dead yet. Come on. Oh, I sorry. Are you having that conversation in front of the pool? No, 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 no. no that phrase is like that. Might that would not. I. That would I feel um, might be an out of game conversation rather than a in in character conversation. Well, Professor Jones might have that. Hate me back. Well, Professor Jones might have it, but I think even I think you know, I think uh, Benjamin and Emmeline have slowly taken enough edges off him that uh, yeah, is he, the he might wait for the door. Actually, allowed to deal with customers face to face now, or have there been some horrendously blunt encounters uh, under, under think... supervision? Professor, mouth is open, should be closed. Remember what? <laughs> <laughs> Does he just stand there stirring his tea in the background? I go, oh no, they'd never have survived that. <laughs> <laughs> Three days, but pushing up daisies by then. Um, That's well, assuming it, it, they've been buried at all, of course. Far more likely their uh, flesh has been stripped by wild animals. I do apologise for the muttering next door. If you do think of anything which might help uh, this case, uh, you don't happen to know. Rupert's address. Do you? Obviously, we'll talk to Mister Belcom about this. But... Oh, I don't. I don't know his address. Um, yeah. But I mean, I can find out through the school, of course. I thought we could do that for you. You, you, you go home and, you know, mourn. Well, I, <laughs> it is still morning. Yes. 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 Good. Um, uh, well, I, I'm going to put some more of these these flyers. Around of course. Town. Of course. Very wise. Um, Sorry, I, I hope you don't mind. There was there was nobody around, and I thought the shop was empty. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I believe the shop, really the shop per se, I believe, is in fact empty at this point. Ah, right. Not a problem then. She um, she had a small pot of glue in her handbag. Right. Perfectly so we've got Haypenny. I see. We're doing all right. We finished a few commissions recently, but we were between jobs, so it's good to have something to do. Yeah, you've probably got you know something maybe that's ticking in the background, waiting for for something to happen before you can do any more with it. You might be waiting for some information to come in, but you're in a bit of a lean patch. Waiting for yeah, the missing cat to get hungry. I mean, this case is dropped faster than a hot potato if something better comes in, but still, it's 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 good to have. Yes, I mean she she obviously wasn't wealthy. You know, not not poor. But... There are ways and means to spin this to make money. Mm. Was Donald insured by any chance, Mrs. Is <laughs> 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 he considered renting his body to science? <laughs> <laughs> um well, there we are, gentlemen. Uh, it may not be abnatural, but it is certainly a case. Perhaps we should is it Mr. Balkum? Him, hey, Max, yes, I believe so. Uh, right, you can do that. Um, uh, Balkum's is mostly a bookshop, but they also do uh, magazines, and um, they have a lot of the sort of uh, you know, low-grade pulp stuff that's, uh, that actually sells and makes the money. Uh, we're, we're just past the, the time of the real triple-decker novels, the ridiculous... Victorian things. So there is a bit of a turnover in 
popular books, but you're not up to the time of the cheap paperback yet. So it's so uh, are it's the paperbacks, or is it not really? No, no, okay. no. They actually don't come in for a long time. It's it's basically Penguin who who really kick that, <laughs> off. and that's a lot later. But what you okay. do, Penny have, Dreadfuls? Uh, well, yes, you've got the Penny Dreadfuls, but you've got things like Pearsons and. Um, all those they're they're still around and still doing very well at this point. Hmm. They're about to take a nosedive as the uh, as the war looms, but that's one of the reasons why I've moved this back a bit. <laughs> um, once you start hitting hitting the war, a lot of their sort of mainstay dips off, and then you start getting all the American stuff coming through. Uh, but at the moment, I mean, this is the the height of um, you know some of the the great pulp creations. You just you're not at the end of Sherlock Holmes yet. He's still mm-hmm. putting them out. Conan Doyle's still going. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, lives the, he lived into the 20s or 30s? He dies it? in 29, I think. There, there, there was a big oh, spiritualist thing in 1930 in the Albert Hall mm. trying to contact him. Because he said he'd come back, didn't he, if yes. he could. Was that, mm, so well, did Houdini. Houdini, yes. Um... The thing is, would you would you actually trust Houdini to do it? <laughs> if he was just there, would he in fact think, you know what, this will piss him off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not admitting I'm wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I believe we're in, we're in the gap after um, Reichenbach. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, oh right, he's trying his hand at other things. Oh yes, yes, a lot of historical stuff. Loved it's very interesting, Mr. Doyle. Nobody but when is Mr. Holmes coming back? <laughs> oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. We've had the return of Sherlock Holmes since then. Oh, he's oh, given right. up on his. Okay. Yeah, I think the the final one's about 1912, isn't it? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's not the only person writing, obviously. But uh, I think uh, you've now got to the period when Wells is starting to do. Basically, no science fiction, particularly. He's, he's moving away from it's that. Well, remembered for his uh, non science fiction work, of course. Well, yeah, to a degree, but he, he was, uh, he always regarded it as a bit juvenile. But the, there are magazines for just about anything, but they're mostly a lot of you know, heavy, they're very print heavy rather than photo heavy mm. at this stage. Mm. So he's got a lot of that sort of thing, but he does have um, more expensive novels and so on. The shop is currently being run by his wife. He doesn't appear to be there. Probably a mere 24 years from Shirley Crabtree's birth. Anyway. Wow. Shirley Crabtree has in Big Daddy. Yeah. Big yeah. Daddy. I don't know why. I... Forwards. Yeah. There we are. Gosh. Well, you are. A less relevant fact does not come to mind. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Mr. Balcom, good day again. Mrs. Balcom. This is Mrs. Balcom. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. From the back. I have a cold. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's this hat, isn't it, dear? Um, <laughs> yes, Mr. Balcom, uh, Malcolm Balcom, is in fact out still delivering. <laughs> Uh, all the stuff that is things. all the stuff that is bloody delivery uh, boys keep uh, going missing for. What we're supposed to be doing. Uh, there are a few people going in and out, and um, she's making a few sales. And, you know, it's, it's doing reasonably well, and there are plenty of people leafing through things. Got oh. some newspapers as well. Busier than Gentry, so I suppose he's only just opened. 
Well, this is more of a general bookstore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Different sort of thing. You, you're going to get really they rely on turnover here, whereas uh, you would imagine that the markup on the stuff Gentry is selling is, is a bit ridiculous. But as he says, he probably doesn't do all his business through the storefront. Uh, Mrs. Belcom. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, I. We have just taken on a case, an interesting case. It concerns the disappearance of your young Donald. We thought we'd help find him. Oh, well, that's very... Did um, did Mr. Malcolm find you with the book that you'd ordered? He did, yes. Thank you very much for checking. Much appreciated. Um, had you just come in to, to settle up on that? Or... No, no, we... Um, no, no, we have other business. <clears throat> Oh, she looks um, I wonder if I could ask you a few questions about the poor missing children before you quiz oh, yes. me about oh, Excuse me a moment, and she just uh, takes a, a, a book that uh, somebody's buying and wraps it up. Actual cash that. sale. Actual cash sale. So I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you understand we can't let the uh, paying yes. customers. Um, <laughs> if we could talk about the boys that disappeared under <laughs> your employ, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to date. Nearly. Uh, um, that's that's what I told you, Fred. <laughs> I've told you before. Let me know. I still get my... Uh, I'm, I'm still on a half salary from the university. I, I don't like to demean us all. No. <laughs> but we're so terrible, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mr. Malcolm, but uh, Mrs. Malcolm. Mrs. Uh, sorry. Still Mrs. <laughs> because you've got to think about not being called Mrs. yourself. There are there are basically almost all the other women in town, except <laughs> they're going to be Miss or Mrs. It's it's yeah. the societal norm. Yes, children who disappeared in your employ. Well, they didn't disappear in our employ. Well, I, I gather Donald didn't turn was... up for work. Well, that's the well, interesting thing. Can can, can we um, have some account of of, of their last of the, well, the last time, the last time that uh, you, <laughs> last you, you met them? Um, because the the, the um, accounts do do seem to be somewhat incomplete at this point. Well, it was just a case of um, they were finished for the day and they went home. As far as I know. There were no problems there. Certainly, nobody Did, got in touch to say they hadn't gone home. Don, I thought and Donald had I thought Donald had well, he left arrived. for work. We don't know that. Well, presumably he disappeared off. Yeah, that's the thing. Fin- fin- the last she saw of him, he'd sort of finished the d- for the day and gone home. So he never. So, so, he, never, so he disappeared on the way. So he, never, he, he never arrived. So if did he have a long two accounts? Then how? It's, yeah, he, 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 he left long. home. He would, never turned up at work. Yeah, would probably have come by bicycle. But you'd think maybe a mile and a half, two miles. But he could have walked. Well, did he normally use a bicycle? Uh, yes, very often. And has the bicycle been located at all? I suppose we well, need no, to check with the police. Uh, no, I, 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 sorry for the confusion. <coughs> he did in fact get home, as far as we understand it, and left for work the next day. You're saying he never arrived here? Well, that's right. Yeah. And this would be th- four days ago. Was the last time you saw him? Uh, yes, it was uh, three days. I, I went around myself to um, to ask why he hadn't arrived because we, we've got an awful lot of stuff that was supposed to be going out, and uh, particularly with new shops opening up. If uh, if you stop doing the business and stop 
delivering things, well, people will just go elsewhere. Well, the business will start doing you, yes, my, uh, my father used to say. Um, so, I wonder... Your father was in trade? My God! <laughs> well, she's hardly going to be upset about it, is she? <laughs> um, there's no bloody way to make a living. It's a shit business in a bookseller. Um, right, um, Rupert. What, did a similar thing happen to Rupert then? He left work? Uh, yes. No No idea. Are, are there any I'm... deliveries that weren't fulfilled? Did you get any complaints later? Well, no, it was just we were, we were running late. And when the, it was obvious they weren't turning up, uh, Malcolm went out. That's uh, Mr. Malcolm. Went out Mr. and did the deliveries himself. So they, they were afternoon rather than morning. But we just apologised to them. To, uh, but but everything he took out to deliver, he delivered. There have been no missing books or anything. And, and both In both cases. He hasn't mentioned it, no. Uh, the boys didn't take anything home with them to deliver afterwards. No, they uh, they finished their deliveries, they came back, and uh, and then that was that. And did they know each other well? Did they work together? They didn't work together too often. It was uh, usually yeah. one filling in when the other wasn't here. Yeah. But, of course, um, Donald had to do a bit of extra work once, uh, once Rupert had decided not to turn up. But then it looks like he's taken the same lax attitude towards work. Well... And well, we're taking a rather more my day. serious approach to their disappearance. No, I think it's, I think it's slightly more, yeah. more serious than that. This is his mother is really quite distressed. Donald's mother, obviously, we'll talk to Rupert. Um, but... The police well, are now yes, actually involved. I'm, I'm sure oh, the police involved. A couple of lads. I, uh, perhaps, probably... perhaps you would have more sympathy. I, I do very much hope you're right. Yes. Well, actually, I don't, because then we won't get paid. But you know, <laughs> Look, we can bring him back dead or alive. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think you'll find it does. <laughs> Not to the pay. You see, it's a funny thing about an oral contract: is that kind of stuff never gets stated out loud. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What it's you said you wanted under your breath, which is the... by accepting this cup attached. of tea, you've accepted our standard terms of business. <laughs> you're going to get your, your standard contract printed at the bottom of teacup. So <laughs> I'm afraid. No, not when Professor Jones is making the tea. It'll dissolve off the bottom before you can read it. Um, perhaps we could get Rupert's surname while we're here in his home address. Would that be possible? Although we could contact the school. Uh, yes, uh, no, she's not she's, she's quite happy. I mean, she knows who you are. Uh, it was Rupert Mills, and um, he kind of the other side of town from the Gray family, but so ah. they were both in the same class, were they? Uh, I yes, don't mean yeah. working. I, I mean presume class. no. I presume there's only class. one school actually in town. Yeah. For, for children of that age, therefore... They were, they were in the top year, basically. I, yeah. I don't really know how schools work in this day and age, but... They tend to shut down when you're a teenager. But, but, yeah. <laughs> the so, basic um, model so, that we've got was so, Victoria, so, wasn't it? So, so neither of them... Uh, would Grandma... No, Grandma wouldn't be around by now. No, she um, died last year. They, they exist, but... Uh... Not in. No, you've, got public, of, um, you've got a lot of. You've got a lot of public school Public school has happened. Uh, yeah, is a school compulsory at the minute, or is it... no, no, no. So yeah, so it's compulsory. In in essence, it's primary school, isn't it? But they then go on for. 
So, I so... will say that in some ways this is very much like the situation with um, Marconi's equipment and the intricacies of uh, wireless telegraphy and so on, which is if you ask too many questions, uh, your GM will get a, a rather glassy expression because he doesn't know the answers <laughs> okay. and can either bullshit it or just suggest whether or not no. it's private. That, that may not be relevant. May not figure into. I'll no, look it up later. No, no, no. Well, no, it's just that whether that that is basically, if you didn't go on to grammar. Um, so, my grandfather, his elder brother went to, went to the grammar school. He didn't, and his sister didn't either. And that would have been, I think, he was born in nineteen o three. So we're probably talking about five six years later than we're set now, aren't we? Uh, 1906, yes, yeah. I was just trying to establish how well they knew each other rather than a detailed no, no. breakdown uh, of the, the audience. The boys certainly knew each other and they were friendly as far as you know, but probably not necessarily sort of best friends. But they oh. they did know each other and they were got, a small. Got it's, it's not something they've cooked up together, it seems. Well, they it have. they've done it very. That, that's, that's Mrs. Balcom's thought that, that this is actually two boys going off on a walk. Right, but they didn't seem so, to several know. days apart. But yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it doesn't really add up. Days, you know? it, it seems a little bit fishy. Was Donald upset about Rupert? Did he ever express any thoughts to you about what had happened? Oh, to Mrs. Malcolm? Yeah. Just Christ, no. Apparently just hadn't turned up uh, at school and uh, didn't turn up here. Did it, was he worried? I mean, did he worry that? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know if he went round and, and asked if. Uh, okay. If Rupert was there or anything, I I, I don't know. You would have say. thought I didn't that he's... the lad. You understand? No, I mean, he was, no, he I. Was just did, he just did a, a, a couple of hours' work in a day, really. And whether either Rupert or Donald acting suspiciously, apart from when they disappeared, were they working as hard no. as they normally did? <laughs> Yeah, well, if you call it work. Yeah, but there wasn't any change. You know what the modern child is like? Spare the rod and all that. uh, My day was quite different, of course. Yes, so you said. Um, I I wonder, I I just mean, was there any change in their working pattern? Did you notice any increase in their slothfulness? No, they they were adequate as always. I mean, we were too generous. You're too kind. You really are. I think that was the the problem. It's my main fault, kindness and generosity. were they spirit? Uh, Mrs. Malcolm, if I could bring you back down to the the physical world uh, for a moment, <laughs> um, would you have a record of what places they delivered to? Was there a commonality between any of them? Did they both oh, go to the most... same address? Oh well, well, yes, some of them. Um, well, they both came to us for a start. Some... Well, exactly. Yeah, I, I wonder um... if we might be. It wasn't us that murdered them. <laughs> um, I. I... I don't think they've been the floor from the other side of the room. We didn't burn them. Um, I I wonder if we might be able to get a look at the list of recent deliveries in the week leading up to their disappearance. Um, Well, yes, I suppose that's all right. Nothing particularly to hide. Um, I'm sure you know a lot of the people. Um, Most of the deliveries they were doing were were newspapers and magazines, but a few books. Um, Okay. Very, very expensive. Obviously, we take those around ourselves if, if there's ever a big order. Yes, of course, of course. Um, well, I, I mean, obviously, if you could make up a list, I, I mean, if you wish to 
Uh, well, he... she she can show you the the ledger, which is anything stand out as to how many places did they go to together? Or what? Well, no, they didn't go anywhere together. No, I, I guess I mean the day they disappeared. How many, how many places were they? Is there any common places? They didn't sort of both go to the same place <coughs> as the last delivery on each day. Or uh, right. Like okay. It's worth a try. But also, they've both come back to the shop. As well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they could have. Um, but yes, it's... there's there, there's quite a lot of um, you know there are some places they go to every day. He's thinking very darkly paper. about this, chap. If there's some chap on the lookout for boys, and you know, they, they, he gets a delivery boy, and then he gets another one, that might have put the idea in his head, even if he didn't do it right there and then. He could have followed them. Or... Yes, they, they, that's what they, I think. They, they wouldn't have come on at all the same route to work, would they? I mean, if they're twenty first century, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Of... Opposite sides of town. So there's going to be something that. The only link we've got between the two disparages, they both worked in this shot. Unless we can find some other link, then maybe. Which is what I'm looking for, really. They both and they both went to the same school. They did both year. But that would be true of a lot of other children who haven't disappeared. Possibly both are up. Both have you you looked into whether other children have disappeared? Has the entire school disappeared? (laughs) 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 You find that in fact the town is in a shrinking bubble. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, that is worth finding out. How, just you and Doctor any... Crusher in here. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, have there been any other disappearances reported that we can remember of twelve years? Uh, you can remember? No, no. We should look into that. Any recent? There's a possibility, but somebody actually disappearing to the point the police get involved sooner or later, even to know about it, because somebody will probably wow. place something up on your window. Uh, but you'll have to think about that uh, over the next week. I think you probably wrap this up then, but I've been wrong before every time. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you, you we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, thank you very much, John. So, oh, thank uh, you for that. That's it for the starter. And, uh, that's good fun. All, that's hmm. good. Yep. See you then. Good have night, good night. gentlemen. Cheers. Night all. Bye. Bye. Bye.